Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Um, Welcome back to Fandom Family Chats. I'm Eve. And I'm Jeanette. And today we are talking about Station 19. And a little later we'll get into Grey's Anatomy. So with Station 19, is it just me? Or do you feel like everyone at the house is getting a heart to heart with Karina? I mean, baby thing. I absolutely love that Karina is always at the firehouse because I love her talks with everybody. Um, I'm loving it too because I'm like, wait a minute. She's had that chat with, um, who was it last week? Ben. uh And then Vic. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, everyone's getting to hear all about hers and Maya's business. Well, I mean, (laughs) yeah. I mean, Corinna needs a lot of help. She's going through through so much. And obviously Maya's making it really difficult on her. Um, Yeah, her and Vic got to have some conversations. Vic is, poor Vic, stuck on death duty and doesn't want to be. She was like, you know, can I help you with that? And of course, Corinna's like, no, no, I got, she's like, no, 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 please, please let me help you with that. She's so incredibly bored with all of it. Yeah, she hates death duty. I mean, to the point where she was yelling at everyone, take me with you. I know. I'm like, that poor woman does not want to be on death duty. Well, what Ben was, he was on it last week. So he was like, I'm not doing that. Like, does anyone enjoy Destiny? No, I mean, Probably. I think I would, but that's because that's kind of what my job is. But for people who well, are like firefighters, I, that's terrible. I probably would because firefighting sounds I don't like terrifying do to me. But yeah, I don't want to <laughs> do I'm that. I'm not a firefighter. So. Exactly. But thankfully, like Vic was there, you know, because Karina's, you know, worried that she might be pregnant. And so Vic was like, I mean, we got pregnancy tests right here. Let's just take one. I wasn't sure. Like, again, I'm still not sure how I feel about Corinna being pregnant. I want her to be. Mm-hmm. But then I also don't want her to be just because of where everything stands. Yeah. I don't want But now that she's taken that pregnancy test and they just threw it away, I'm like, I know, though. Don't do that. I have to know. That I was like, now come on. You're not going to tell us now. But I mean, I don't want her to be yet. I, I definitely want her to be, but I want everything else to get worked out and like I said I'm still holding out hope that we're gonna get Jack back and he can still be the baby daddy because I really still want that to happen as well I do not want that to happen I need that to happen yeah yeah and, and, but I mean Maya more importantly needs to be in a good place I mean you know Karina like she touched on this this episode that she's she's dealt with her whole family having mental health issues and while she's good at it because she's dealt with that her whole life yeah between DeLuca and her father I mean yeah and but she shouldn't have to I I don't want to see that life for her anymore so I really wish although I'm just really about done with Maya so I don't I don't know what to do about that to be honest I used to be kind of like just not care about Maya like I didn't love her but I didn't dislike her but I feel like I'm and hate is a strong word, but I feel like I'm hating her more and more and more every episode. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like in this case, it, it's deserving. I mean, she's, she's, 
getting worse and worse every episode um I'm just not I'm not here for it I mean you know I mean I'm not in favor of it like there's nothing I mean normally I would be able to see both sides Mm -hmm. but it's just I feel like it's so black and white here Maya is completely wrong completely wrong and she doesn't even I know I've said this in past (laughs) recordings but she doesn't even see it no no, and I mean, she's not going to. I feel like she's not going to at this right. point. And it's not just Karina that's noticing this. I mean, like Andy noticed last week, and now you know she's this. She got to go out on this crisis one call with Ben, and Ben's picking up on like things that are happening. I mean, I know he knew Karina's side already, so I mean, he was trying to offer some help, but Maya's not having it. I mean, she wants help from no one at this point. Yeah, it's all about her. Mm-hmm and everyone else is wrong yeah and like ben said he's she's bringing it into crisis one mm-hmm. like you want to screw up your life and your marriage i mean okay but yeah. don't put that on other people yeah and i mean i don't know i did enjoy like i don't know and i mean she's projecting everything and like i will say i enjoyed this crisis one call just because I mean, Kitty's hilarious when she's drunk. I mean, she's absolutely obnoxious, but I'm here for it every time because I think it's so funny. It's I love seeing an obnoxious drunk. Yeah. It's funny. But Maya's like projecting that whole time, like, you know, thinking that Kitty's like being abused by him and, and all these things. And I'm thinking to myself watching it, probably if anyone's being abused, it, it's Dick because, I mean, she's like outrageous here. Yeah, I feel like anyone with a clear head would have been more willing to step back and look at the bigger picture but Mm -hmm. because you know Maya's going through stuff and you know her head is just so set on you know abuse Mm -hmm. she's like okay this is what it is yeah I mean I'm not surprised that she went there well I mean at the same time at the same time I was like yeah yeah don't bring that into your work maybe you know let someone else handle that (laughs) yeah I mean you can't you can't project your own childhood traumas and and issues that you've had onto this because I mean you don't know if it's the same situation and it's definitely not in this case I mean we find out that I mean for like a mini second and I can't believe I'm even going to say this but for like a little tiny second I was feeling really sorry for Dick because I'm like man Kitty is like talking down to him and being absolutely terrible to him quickly I got I, over that and I yeah I felt bad but. for him up until the point when he was talking about how you know they were wasting their time and he's going to defund crisis one I'm like never mind okay well there he is never mind I don't feel bad for you no not anymore <laughs> but I mean it was a little I mean what a toxic relationship I mean like she threw was it a vase she threw at him or a glass something that cut him in the head she threw something against the wall and it hit him in the head I don't remember if it was a vase or like her wine glass Mm. but I mean she got him real good yeah and it was just back to like then they were all lovey-dovey with each other I'm like this is about the most toxic relationship I've ever seen in my life yeah yeah I've been watching uh I've been watching Tell Me Lies. Like, well, I know, I know what abusive relationships look, or I, true. I have an idea, and that looks like it. Yeah, that's true. Never mind. That's not the most toxic relationship. 
Amanda's not here to defend Stephen. That's the most toxic relationship ever. But we digress. Well, um, she can yell at us as she listens <laughs> to the podcast. It'll be fine. Oh, but I mean, just in all of the information they're finding out, you know, Maya, you can see her little head. It's just spinning that, you know, oh, we're going to use this for Travis to win mayor. But like, you know, Ben said, I mean, you can't. Like, this is, you're a medical professional. They're treating them. Like, by spreading this, I mean, you're at, you're risking the whole program. I mean, like, if they found out that you're telling things that are happening on the call, like, this program isn't going to survive. And I feel it's really disrespectful, especially since, you know, this whole program is, you know, Dean's baby. Yes. And they were so, um, you know, right after his death, they were so gung-ho on, you know, making this, you know, you know, letting this continue because of him mm-hmm. and like you're going to put this whole program at jeopardy so that your friend can win mayor and I don't even think it's about that because I mean I, at this state that she's in I don't think she even like really cares that much no I don't think Travis it's just no. about Maya just wanting to cause problems and I mean it's it's a mess right now yeah she doesn't care about Travis at all no the only reason she put that out there was because you know she just wants like she's hurting so she wants to hurt her people hurt people yeah I think that's exactly what it is because I don't think yeah I mean that's not not that I I mean I kind of wanted it to get out somehow because we definitely want Dixon to lose the race and we want Travis to be able to use this but you know her telling everyone at the firehouse about this and I mean even the others you know Ben's going right behind like nope 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 cannot use this cannot use this and even Vic of course I mean it's Vic you know just like "Mm, can't we go like so Travis is like no maybe no but but can we and then they were trying to debate on if you know what if somehow it got out by like by accident and I'm like how would you make it get out by accident no I mean I really I honestly hope they don't because I think it puts the program in in jeopardy and I don't want to see that happen at all yeah I hope they end up not doing that because that will make me very disappointed in Travis yes Yes. I can see Vic trying to do that, but Travis has a lot more scruples than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think even Vic, once you think about, you know, like you said, that it be in Dean's program, she would be like, okay, no, we can't, we can't risk this. But um, I don't know, Travis this week too, though, <laughs> cracking me up with like that huge questionnaire he was supposed to be filling out to try to like gain support of the union or whatever. I mean, just a mess. And all the questions, like they said, what they say, something about government, have you ever held office? And he was like, mm. um, do you say student government? Like, I can't remember what position he said. Something so in student government. I don't remember if he said secretary or treasurer. <laughs> and but then he said that he was um, impeached. He was impeached. And I was like, you can get impeached from student government? Like, what, what did he do exactly like, what i really need to know what travis did mm-hmm. to get impeached from student mm-hmm. government because it must have been real bad yeah i mean on paper both travis and vic look like the worst candidate and campaign manager like ever but it's just so fun to watch mm-hmm. i mean they and then there's, great, but we love it and there, there was that one question that said i think travis was mocking about like will you take funding from 
oh the my. from the from the fire department and he was like yes i would absolutely do that who would say that i was like well i think dick would dick's yeah dick might say that i think know. dick would say that and i'm pretty sure he would mean it <laughs> yeah the past few weeks we've really only been getting one big call mm-hmm. every week so that was kind of getting me thinking are we going back to crisis one but we did get two calls this week we did we got a pretty uh big one. Oh my gosh now as soon as i saw it i was well well the whole call first of all was very very ferris bueller that's what i thought too <laughs> taking dad's car out except for now it's an electric car which remind me to never buy an electric car because that's like a new fear that just unlocked in me now i did not know that was a thing but as soon as andy said mm-hmm. hey don't move this car yet i was like um maybe you want to listen to the firefighter yeah that's the suggestion which it sounds like dad had made some modifications so I'm, I'm sure just if you don't make modifications to your electric car maybe it's okay i don't know but that made me nervous but the dad he just i mean he cared about the car and that was it he didn't care about his kid i felt so sad for just, him just the way that, robert i I don't know. I like Robert more and more. The way he was watching the whole situation go down and just, you could mm-hmm. tell he's such a good guy and just feeling so sorry for for the poor kid that just has, you know, dad that's not even worried about, like, are you okay? Like, no, he's just worried about the fact that you, no, I, I get it. Okay, somebody takes out, like, one of my kids takes out my nice car, wrecks it. Cool, I'm going to be angry. But first and foremost, we're going to find out if you're all right. And then when I know you're okay, we're going to talk about like what's going to happen for you like stealing my car let's be but... angry later yeah let's save that for home maybe yeah i mean your first thing should be like you're concerned about their safety mm-hmm. but he definitely wasn't at all so um my sister she watched she always watches before me mm-hmm. And she texted me and said, why does Travis always have the best lines? He does. And I was like, I haven't watched yet, but I'll let you know when I have. And then as soon as it got to this part, I realized this is what she was talking about. Mm -hmm. Because at one point, you know, Andy and the dad were fighting, you know, Andy was telling him, hold off, you know, you need to wait. And he's like, okay, listen here, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And then jumps Travis. Actually, it's Lieutenant Sweetheart. (laughs) I loved that. I love that man. Who talks to people like that? Like, even if she's not a lieutenant, like, she's she's a firefighter. Like, this is a, she's a professional, like, it's like person. This, like, to call her sweetheart when you don't know anything about her, that's like, disgusting. I get that you're not in, you know, a traditional office, but this is her place of work. Yeah. She's the professional. She's telling you her professional opinion, and you're just standing there saying, listen here, sweetheart. No. Especially because it was in a demeaning way. Like, you know, I mean, I've been through a drive-thru where somebody's, you know, called me honey or sweetheart, and I don't get upset. I'm like, that's sweet. You know, it doesn't bother me. But, like, if I was in my place of work, and you were like, listen, sweetheart. Mm, No. Like, I like my job, so I'm not going to smack you, but I really, really want to. Yeah. Not okay. Not okay. I think the my favorite part of this whole call though happened at the end when with Andy and Beckett. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I've been going back and forth on him for a while. 
I was starting to kind of like him and now I'm just back to not liking him at all Uh, I don't mind like I definitely don't love him he's not a favorite he's not somebody that I'll be like oh if he left I'd be really I'd cry or anything like that I wouldn't but I also sometimes he's got some one-liners and sometimes he's got some like moments where I'm like he makes me like he's one of those that's like he's a jerk but like you want to like laugh at him because I don't know he does it in a way that you're like oh my god are you serious right now um I'll take him over Maya any day oh I'll take just point. about any character in station 19 and Grey's Anatomy over Maya yeah I'm, I mean I'd rather keep him than her if I'm being honest with you um but I was a little bummed with him and the way that um he handled the situation of Andy, you know, trying to ask him to to help Jack and, you know, talking about them being a family. And he just, I mean, I guess uh, I went back and forth because I saw his point when he pointed out that Jack didn't take a leave of absence, that Jack just left. As the captain of the station, I can also understand why he's saying, I can't have a firefighter who's mm-hmm. unreliable. Because it's also, Beckett doesn't have, it's not like when Herrera was there and he had a relationship with each one of them. Like Beckett didn't have that prior to this. So like his personal feelings aren't involved at all. And so I kind of understand, but as a viewer and Jack being my favorite character, I wanted him to help because I want Jack to get back on track. Now, from the professional standpoint of, you know, him having a house to run and, you know, needing to have reliable people, I understand that. But at the same time, I don't feel like Andy is working so hard to get Jack, literally get Jack back to the station. I think what she's working towards is getting him, you know, back to, you know, himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Beckett just does not care enough about that which you know I like you said he doesn't have that relationship with Jack like Pruitt did when he was there but if you have a whole station full of people who are you know voicing their concerns over how you know rough things are going for you know a former teammate then I don't know I feel like the humane thing to do is you know support them and figuring that out he doesn't have to be the one to go to jack and mm-hmm. fix everything but the fact that he just wants everyone to stand by is just irking yeah. me yeah no i agree completely um i did la- like my andy with her her muffins that she was bringing over to everybody that um no one liked she has um, muffins that are supposed to be healthy i was like Andy, that's sweet. Nobody wants those muffins. Well, that, I mean, that's not, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't feel like that's the way to win him over. Like, bring him some, like, good donuts or something, like, instead. Um, But, you know, she was trying. But, of course, you know, he wants, I mean, he, she showed up at Eva's house to do that. And he shot her down. Um, Which then she took her muffins back and her smoothie back and was like, mm, no. Like, then give me these. And I do think we're moving in the right direction, though. I do think that, you know, after Eva, I mean, God, she she talked to Jack so terribly in this episode. Um, Like, I mean, I understand that, like, I I figured they weren't going to be some big love story. But, like, you act like you don't even like him the way you're talking to him. And you're sleeping with Mm -hmm. him. So, like, I don't don't understand that, I guess. Um, It was very awkward 
awkward. Mm-hmm. Every interaction they had was so awkward to the point where like I felt like I was standing right there in that room with them and I was like I want to leave. <laughs> yeah it was weird. It was weird. And I almost like hit you know my skip forward button so I could skip those but I was like no maybe there's important stuff in here but there wasn't it was just weird and awkward it was weird and I mean just the way she's I mean how you just left that how many weeks has it been since like that holes in your ceiling you just leave it like is it Seattle where it rains like every single day like how does that work well only several months out of the year but yet still it's like why do you it's like, why do you want to live that long with, you know, a tree yeah. in your house? Literally, like, through your, I, I don't mm-hmm. understand. And she's just giving Jack crap about mm-hmm. how, you know, Riga would have fixed it sooner. It's like, well, I mean, what the heck kind of weird comment is that? I mean, Jack like got what a broke I don't know was it broken I don't know he's got a messed up wrist I can't remember exactly if it was broken or just sprained or or what it was I don't think it was broken I think it was maybe fractured or something but so he got I don't know I did like when he went to the hardware store not that I liked you know that that person getting injured um but I liked that we saw Jack like when that person got injured he snapped right back into action um was sort of you know, trying to help him saying, don't move, you know, and kind of giving him, you know, the basic stuff that he would do when he, you know, worked as a paramedic um, until the doctor got there. And then that was kind of a bummer that he, you know, just got up and walked away. But I think it was just enough for him to maybe realize that I do miss this. I mean, it was a very small spark. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's just enough to really at least, you know, get the gears turning in his head again yeah and I think it will be I mean it'll take more work for him to actually like because I think he'll probably be a little proud in you know not wanting to make the steps to come back but I think now he knows that he wants it um and then especially with like the whole you know the whole station 19 family coming over at the end to help him actually fix that because Eva wouldn't even help him I think she wouldn't even hand him a tool that he needed when he was like standing on the ladder like seriously well, like she was busy taking his uh pain pills so <laughs> right oh god she's the best so I'm I'm I think we're moving in the right direction I hope we only have a few more episodes of him in the state that he's in because I, I'm ready for it to get back to normal I'm not doing this for much longer it's going to be very painful yeah we need clueless Jack back at the station like just saying and doing silly stuff all the time that's what i need yeah we'll get there soon so hopefully this is you know the light at the end of the tunnel and we'll get you know the jack that we love back Mm -hmm. so next week though halloween i love halloween and i love it when we do halloween episodes so i think this one looks really good stressful yes stressful but good there's gonna be a lot going on Mm mm-hmm I enjoyed, um, you know, they've got the station all decorated and I love, I love Beckett in his like clown mask scaring them all because like I said, I love Halloween. So this all just makes me very happy. But the corn maze fire, talk about fears unlocked. I don't know if I can go through another corn maze again. Like, can you imagine how terrifying that would be if like you were stuck in a maze made of corn and there's some fire somewhere? 
Well, first of all, corn mazes are scary enough to me to begin with. And now you're setting it on fire. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't like to go through them at night. I like to do them during the day, like nighttime corn mazes. Like, ooh, can't do it. But maybe we're going to see Maya kind of have um, a good episode. It looks like she's kind of going to be a little heroic climbing the top of that Ferris wheel. And I guess I didn't quite catch why she was doing that. I guess I'm guessing to get a look at where everyone is and try to figure out how to get to them. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe we can be I done with all of her nonsense too. I don't know. It seemed like she was, you know, in trouble. Like, mm -hmm. you know, something's going to happen to her. So my hope is that she's going to be okay. Yeah. But that it's going to kind of make her see, finally see reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe, I don't know what it will take to make her act better but i hope whatever it needs to happen happens in this episode all right i think that's it for station 19 so now we get to talk about gray's anatomy um which was a super fun episode um that obviously had some very adult topics uh the episode itself is titled let's talk about sex so this is what we did in the episode. Um, I have to say, until this moment, um, the weed cookie episode has always been my favorite. Mm, the funniest. Not anymore. This one, I think this one like takes the cake now. Like I laughed so hard at so many different things in this episode. I um, laughed I and I cried. I got everything. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. And I mean... Uh, so the best thing about this episode, you know, Bailey's back, um, which was amazing. And she's, you know, wanting to give a sex education talk um, to the students from, from Tuck School. And she's roping all the interns into helping her. And they were not, they were not excited. They were not as excited as um, she hoped they would be. Mm -hmm. But they were pretty excited when the doors opened and voila, Addison Montgomery. There's Addison Montgomery. Then they were interested. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't be? Joe was probably the most starstruck and I, I loved him. Yeah, because I remember the last time she was there, I think um, all I can think of is the actor's name, Jake. Um, <laughs> Levi was the one who worked with her. Mm -hmm. And I remember Joe being really jealous. Mm -hmm. And then Joe's just standing there being so starstruck. Yeah. And then Addison is like, oh yeah, I heard you. I heard about you from Levi. I thought she was going to pass out. Yeah. What was it? She even said something about Levi and she was like, do you remember, you know, she said something about meeting him. She's like, unless you didn't like him. And then I hate him. Like, I mean, she was just, well, she, sure she's on Addison's good side. Well, she is still mad at him probably. So, mm -hmm. I mean, she didn't have to reach too far down. Yeah. But one of the, the funny, I mean, when they first start, you know, I mean, obviously none of them want anything to do with this. Lucas got out of it because Addison almost let the cat out of the bag, though, with, um, she jumped right in with, you know, saying that he's Derek's, you know, I don't know. She almost said hello to him, like, oh my gosh, I can't remember exactly what she said, but it was clear that she was getting ready to call him a shepherd, right? He didn't let anything, she didn't let the cat out of the bag all the way like she just went over to him and said Almost did yeah like like you know it was a more friendly greeting and then he kind of jumped in and made it more yeah. like they'd never met yeah. before 
So he got, I mean, so that was enough for him. He was like, I'm out of here, <clears throat> which left um, the other ones to, to help out. And watching them at first, just reading the scripts, just like so boring. And I mean, obviously I'm bored. The kids watching are bored. Everybody's bored. I wanted to go home. Yes. Watching this episode, I was like, is it going to be like this the whole time? Because I think I want to turn this off and go home yeah. too. But they like, you know, they were obviously just doing whatever Bailey had written up because I think, you know, they were a little afraid that they didn't go too far with the conversation. They'd get in trouble. Um, and they're not yet at the part in their careers where they feel like they can take their own personal like liberties mm -hmm. or whatever. So I can see why they were just set on reading the script, yeah. but it's like, come on, guys, you got to liven it up somehow. And they did finally, when all the attendings got pulled away and they were sort of left on their own, <laughs> they were, um, <laughs> this is the part that gets, um, that's going to really embarrass Maureen when she's editing this. But Jules, with her changing the conversation with the whole, like, who wants to know where the clitoris is? And of course, hands shot up. Like everybody and all of their faces, I mean, immediately intrigued by where's this conversation going? Jules, and they knew they had attention. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, obviously the topics they were covering were very, I don't even know what the word is, but they were very blunt about what they were saying. But now, if this was like a 13, 14 year old kid, I don't think I'd want anybody giving them this discussion. But these kids look like they're like seniors in high school. Okay got their attention and I actually didn't think it was a bad way to go about this um because they were throwing in good stuff in there too I mean they talked about well they handed out condoms and that was a whole like an Oprah like you get a condom you get a condom you know so that that was fun um which is you know that's good they they demonstrated how to put on a condom which that was also funny um Benson was the one that had to do that right yeah which I thought it was just so perfect yeah. that Benson is the one who well, was tasked with <laughs> made sense. He was only a guy in there right now, but he was definitely uncomfortable with it at first anyway. Um, I mean, they had the conversation about, you know, porn and, you know, how that's not real life. So, I mean, these were topics that I feel like they weren't bad topics to, to discuss with these teenagers. There's things they needed. And it was done in a fun way to where they were actually paying attention. So they probably did retain some information. Yeah, um, it was fun. And it was also very respectful. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, hey, we're going to have fun. But this is the information you need to have. Yeah. This I mean, is what you have to know. Exactly. Exactly. And I loved it. And they, <laughs> I loved when they needed to bring in um, <clears throat> like a couple or someone else to come in there. And at first, you know, Jules went to ask Link to come do like a little presentation with her and he was just like no way like this is like sexual harassment like we're not gonna do this in leak's defense um that was a very terrible idea yes yes that would have been <laughs> for awful. her to ask me to do that after their that whole you know are you stalking me outside of the locker room fiasco it's like why would she think to ask him of yeah. all the couples that exist at you know grace sloan she goes to link first no and they tried to ask uh, what Maggie and Winston. Well, what she asked Winston. She asked Winston. He was just a hard no. 
he was just like yeah no and he walks away I'm like well I guess that's that well wasn't there also was it Nick that earlier in the episode was telling Winston what was happening and I laughed so hard at this too because he said the interns are making a sex video <laughs> and Winston was like a what now and he was like education a sex education video and he was like that's an important word to keep in that sentence like <laughs> that makes it totally different <laughs> like what kind of program are we running here exactly but um so that left them with teddy and owen which <laughs> at the state that their relationship was in just watching them come in because it was you know going to be a discussion about consent and things like that and <clears throat> they did a good job they seemed very angry as they were discussing it at first um but they taught you know about the different erogenous zones and what cracked me up is just some of them when teddy's listed them off like back of the knee and all this stuff it Owen's like really and i'm like how long have you guys been married oh and like you haven't figured this out yet so I don't not know. even was... married like they've been together um, for much longer than they've been married for so and, it's and i mean Owen, know this stuff oh and you're like a what is he probably like 50 year old man like 45 to 50 year old man like i feel like you should know some of this by now you know so it was obviously educational for him as well so like this worked you made out. A, like you made a baby together you should know these things you would think so you would think so but it was fun um you know, and even when, you know, Joe and Bailey come back in, you know, I think at first Bailey was a little like, whoa, where is this conversation gone? But I mean, I think she realized, they all realized like this actually might go viral, which is what they wanted to happen. So I don't know. It was... I love that finished product. I thought it was really cute. Mm -hmm. And I think as, I think it was Richard, he was like, and uh, what am I pointing to again? Well, like, we'll put the words in later. I mean, it was just so funny just watching them like, do their little dances you know they're making a tiktok you know so it was fun it was a lot of fun if you want to get kids attention these mm -hmm. days you gotta do tiktoks yep that's how it goes mm -hmm. and i think it also this is giving bailey a um a way back in which i am so happy about because i said i don't want her to come back as chief love bailey but i i like meredith as chief i want to keep her as chief and so now bailey wants to open the clinic back up and like um she's gonna do some you know hours in the in the operating room but mostly the clinic and she's going to dedicate it to just reproductive health and you know educating like people and stuff so i i really love this and i did love what she said about you know leading into that mm -hmm. was i can't sit idly by while my daughter doesn't have the same rights as her brothers yeah. which is you know the serious you know part of mm -hmm. you know the topic that they had to touch on and I thought that that one line pretty much said everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, um, that was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm happy with how they're bringing Bailey back. I think this is like the best way. Yes. To bring her back. Like that clinic is something she's always been really passionate about. In the so. clinic, you know, here, if we're talking about, you know, getting back to the roots of Grey's Anatomy and getting the fans excited about it again, the Denny Duquette clinic is a huge part of you know gray's history and so the idea of that opening back up and us being able to see that again and seeing the interns probably in there helping out and doing different things and i think it'll be really good so i'm excited about that um the other part that this discussion seemed to get everyone in a very friendly type mood um we had hookups happening everywhere i mean we had obviously owen and teddy seem to be back on track 
he used some of his knowledge that he learned about the different erogenous zones to uh you know just make up with his wife so that was fun um but then you know one that i didn't see coming was benson and jules i was like what like but maybe i'm okay with it at first i was like ew ew and then i said you know what never mind yeah i'm like maybe it's good maybe this is fun mike chang and mary queen of scots cool let's do this yeah let's make this happen (laughs) um even joe and link even though you know i mean they weren't hooking up but he was you she was teaching him about you know the foot rub and what she learned in class as far as that goes so that was that was fun and that part was a little cheesy i didn't really care for all of that they could have toned it down a little because it was a little weird but yeah link and joe stuff i wish they just left out because they finally got those two back to a point where yeah it's believable that they can be friends again and then they like if they were gonna do that i almost wished like when she started like moaning about him rubbing her feet like i wish he had been like whoa okay that was too much and like kind of bring it back to like whoa no we're just friends because if that's where we're gonna have them that's where i want them like i don't want this like i don't know i don't want a weird back and forth like we got to decide what we're doing with them and then just do it i do appreciate it yeah and then we've got, you know, I mean, the only other one, I mean, we didn't see them, like, together. To, oh, I guess Kai and Amelia, I totally forgot Kai was back in the midst of all this conversation. Um, Kai and Amelia are reconnecting because they're back. Um, and then the other, like, flashback thing wasn't, like, a, a hookup, but it's a relationship that I'm looking forward to. And I know we'll talk more about them, you know, later on here when we're discussing, but, um, you know, lucas and, and simone seem to have a good episode and we might be leading into something there possibly i don't know it's kind of fun well i guess we'll see we'll see right yeah uh, stuff happening yeah yeah you know we had like within this discussion there were um actually like two of the girls in this this class um ended up kind of having medical emergencies of their own and so I mean it was a really good thing that they were there taking the class and and um could get the help they needed because I don't well I guess we'll talk about this in a little bit but if they hadn't been there Mm -hmm. at you know that whole sex ed Mm -hmm. talk then chances are they would not have gotten yeah that the quality medical attention they got I mean both of these girls had you know Addison right there and they wouldn't have had her if they weren't there so thank goodness they were yeah and you know the one girl um that was so sad when Addison like found her crying in the stairwell um and you know it turns out she thinks she's pregnant so they do a pregnancy test and she is um and you know they I I just felt so sorry for her um but they, you know, they gave her her options and, and she decided to, in fact, um, you know, have one of the, what is that called? Chemical abortion? Is it called a chemical abortion? I don't want to say that would be wrong. It's called something different, right? I said, me- I in the notes, I put medical abortion. That's what I almost said. But then in my head, I was thinking, aren't they all medical? But I don't know if that's right, correct. Say. In any event, she, she chose to take, um, you know, the medication that would yes end her pregnancy 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so Addison Levi, you know, they took care of her and that, and and you know, she was worried about you know her parents and and things like that, and it was just such a sad story. Um, I don't know that one. That one bothered me, especially being the mom of two young girls. It just it just stresses me out that you know young people going through stuff like that. Um, but you know, I mean, like you said, Addison Montgomery being there. I mean, I feel like there's no better person than her to be there to walk her through that and kind of help her figure out what she what she wants to do not just because i mean addison's an incredible position Mm -hmm. i mean you can't debate that but just that she also genuinely cares Mm -hmm. so i think she's you know definitely got you know the care that she needed but then she also got you know that support that she probably wasn't going to get at home and addison i I didn't watch private Mm -hmm. practice and we don't have any Shelby on here to tell us for sure but I'm pretty sure Addison um actually has a daughter as well does she, she have is a daughter a son. I think it's a son okay maybe it's a son either way she's a parent and so I feel like that you know that helps too that she was able to kind of be supportive in that way to her so um that was good but I mean not just I don't know I just Addison's having a hard time you know I mean she was talking about um she lived in California is that right like I said not watching private practice Mm. but I think it's in California LA is where private practice took place so I believe she's still there or I don't know if it's LA but I'm pretty sure she's still in California but I mean she was talking about like these young girls you know like I mean young girls like 18 wanting to come in and have their tubes tied just because they're afraid that you know I mean something will happen and they won't have any choices and so I mean there are some really heavy topics discussed here as well um which I mean Grey's Anatomy does they they don't shy away from these things and so I think it's it's happening out there so I think it's perfectly fine to to have all this Mm -hmm. out there and you know tell people you know what's going on um you know, and, and Addison feels strongly about it. And so she's not wanting, she's wanting to do what she can to help and to, you know, I don't know, just try to, I don't know what the word is really. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She just wants to be a part of this, this conversation that's happening about these things. And, you know, she told Richard, she didn't want to be a feel erased. Yeah, that was hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's important to talk about, but yeah, it was really hard to listen to, especially, you know, as someone who's so deep, who's so deep in all of this Mm -hmm. and yeah like she said the you know the work she does matters and but not to everybody yeah so I mean we did we had that you know that poor girl who was terrified that her parents were she I think she literally said my parent like said my parents are literally going to kill me Mm -hmm. but then we had um that other girl she had and I put it in here because I knew I was not going to remember what it was called Novarian torsion mm-hmm. and um I don't remember what caused it I think it's just you know it just happened mm-hmm. and luckily you know she, again she was right there she had um Addison she had Bailey who um Richard made beg for privileges which <laughs> You know, that, that was kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You knew that Richard was going to, like, he had to do that. What do you say? Do you have any references? <laughs> do you have any references? And she, biggest reference. and she's just like, 
But anyway, she had Addison there. She had Bailey there. And at the end of it, her, um, her mother was thankful. Mm -hmm. And um, as it turned out, I think they said that it's one of those things where if you don't know what to look for, you're not going to know to go to the doctor. Yeah. Because she and just I, had really bad cramping. And, and that if happens. that's all it is, a lot of women don't think to go to the doctor over cramping. Because it's like, what what do we classify as really bad? I mean, what do you, like, that's, you know, I mean, that's, I feel like, you. I mean, what's bad to one person may not be as bad to the next. So like. Now, granted, if you're, if you're an adult, you, you know, as an, as adults who, you know, have been through many, many cycles. Yes. I you would know. Like, I would know what feels normal and what doesn't, but this girl was, you know, what, 16, 17 years old? She, You've probably she's not doing this for a few years or so yeah. anyways. Obviously, she's not going to think that it's abnormal. Mm -hmm. You know, if she's going to her mom and telling her mom, hey, I'm getting cramps, mom's going to say, oh, that's normal. You're supposed to get that. Yeah. yeah my goodness now I'm gonna be terrified like on a scale of one to ten tell me how bad it hurts you know like we're gonna have to I don't know that's just scary granted when I was you know 13 14 if you asked me how bad it hurts I would have said at a million yeah but you know I was 13 years old I mean I didn't know better <laughs> exactly that's why it's so scary because it's like I'd never even heard of this and I mean definitely if you don't know what to I guess when in doubt just ask your doctor you know so but then we also um so we mentioned before, you know, Lucas got out of that whole sex education discussion um, because he got called to the pit and he was out of there as quick as could be. Um, but he didn't have it so easy. I mean, it was kind of a rough episode for him and Simone both. Yeah, he came across um, Simone's grandma. And as soon as I saw her in the ER, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be an episode. Yeah. I mean, the poor woman, she's there, you know, because her daughter's supposed to be giving birth. And I mean, we all know who she is already. So we know that Simone's mom died and she's just, which I think they had already given us hints um, that she was probably suffering from Alzheimer's. Um, and that was confirmed this episode. But I, I am glad that we already knew who she was. And this was not the way that they yeah, introduced her because yeah, I don't know how I would have felt about that. Yeah. And what I loved is, I mean, we've already, I've already said that he's, that Lucas is my favorite intern. Um, and this episode just absolutely solidified it. He was so kind and so sweet um, with her. And I mean, also with Simone, whenever, you know, she came and when he called her to um, come get her grandma and just kind of seeing what was going on. I mean, he was really kind to her and just, I really, I really liked this interaction between the two of them just to give them a little more depth. But I also hated that Simone was going through this. Um, so hard. Yeah, it was hard to watch, um, especially since, you know, she doesn't really seem to have a lot of experience with how to handle, you know, Alzheimer's, yeah. you know, people with Alzheimer's and when they're going through their... Um, things because of course her go-to was to say no it's me Simone your granddaughter mom died I was thinking whoa 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 yeah. that's a lot for a poor woman who thinks she's there to witness the birth of her granddaughter 
which I mean, I know that like, I feel like I've heard on, I've heard different things, different times of whether you're supposed to stay in their fantasy with them or whether you're supposed to, I mean, I don't know. I've heard conflicting stories on that, but I mean, it does differ from person to person. Like with my grandma, like after my grandpa died, she was constantly asking, you know, where'd he go? When is he coming back? Yeah. And at some point, it's just kind to, you know, tell a white lie. Yeah. Well, you know, in my grandma's case, we just, we didn't want to keep reminding her every, you know, five minutes, you know, he died. Like (laughs) in this case, too, where you saw when she was telling her the truth, she was obviously getting very agitated and very upset. So obviously, that's not the reaction you want, because that's just going to scare them and make them, you know, hurt more. Um, But Meredith got to step in and I don't know. I I know we've been comparing Simone, you know, like that we've been trying to compare the interns to who we might, but I think there's a little bit of Meredith in Simone as well. And I think this storyline is going to show that too. Um, but Meredith helped her and Meredith, you know, kind of gave her advice on, on how to do things. And even when Simone was saying like, I don't think I can do this. I don't know, you know, what to, and she's like, you'll, you'll figure it out. I mean, she was like, you sort of have to, it was one of those like, you won't have a choice and so you'll have to do it and and you'll you'll figure it out so um I enjoyed that a lot um yeah that was a nice little chat that they got to have yeah yeah outside so I don't know they're really doing a good job of mirroring the early days of Grays without real yeah yeah, without copying it exactly and really shoving it in our face Mm -hmm. yeah Good job, writers. Right. Yes, we got, we're very happy this season. <laughs> and we got our um the interaction, like I was speaking of before, between Lucas and Simone. I think they really bonded this episode. Um, he knows her situation with her grandma. Um, and she also has figured out that he's a shepherd. Um someone had and, to find out eventually. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it was like I I, I like this, I think, because they, you know, she said, you know, you keep my secret, I'll keep yours. And like I mentioned, I mean, I think by the end of the episode, you could kind of see it might even be more than a friendship brewing between the two of them. We might have a little bit of a romance, um, which I'm excited for because I knew we were going to, I mean, Lucas is hot, the hot intern. So like he was going to get hooked up with somebody. And at first I thought maybe it would be Jules, but now like, I think I like the idea of Simone much better. Yeah, I'm liking where it's going. Yeah. I thought that, you know, it would go a little bit further, but then that just kind of ended. I was I like, I like that. Yeah, I like they, they just kind of ended it there because I don't know. It's leaving us excited about where it's going next. Yeah, a little bit of a slow burn. We love a yeah. slow burn. But speaking of secrets, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was truly a secret that zola it wasn't a secret that she was super smart that's never been a secret but we found out this episode i mean she's like actually gifted like maggie level gifted i mean she was doing some insane puzzles yeah and like um well like amelia said i feel like i'm watching the u.s open yeah so obviously you know and she's surrounded by you know she has nick there and kai and amelia and maggie Mm -hmm. and they're all sitting there amazed so it's leaving me thinking this girl's gotta be gifted yeah and i mean especially like when kai saw it because this is something that kai does with like you know because they do all of those kinds of cognitive puzzles within their research and and their experiments and stuff um 
And so the fact that they were so impressed with Zola, I think that was really telling. And Maggie too, because I mean, Maggie, at first they weren't even talking about Maggie being as smart as she was in this conversation. And as they were talking about it, I even was thinking to myself, like, wait, was it Maggie? Like the one that was like, like graduated high school way before her time and, and things like that. So I'm glad that we touched back on that, that she experienced the same things when she was younger you know i thought it was i i personally thought that meredith was going to be pleased to know that at least now she has an answer as to why maybe this is why zola isn't wanting and why she's having the panic attacks and, and all those things but she wasn't she was just so stuck on you you know, did a whole bunch of experience on my kid without telling me. And left I, mean, I tried to put myself in, in the parenting mindset of where she was with that. And mm -hmm. I think maybe it was just the simple fact of it's wonderful that Zola's gifted and it's wonderful that she's able to do these things. But while that helps her with some of the challenges in her life, I feel like it also will open up new challenges of feeling no, I mean, like, I think you might think that it might make her feel different and more excluded, but at the same time, understanding it might help her feel included and have the answers might give her some sense of relief. Um, I think Meredith will realize that, but I think her initial reaction was just, I don't know. I don't know why she was feeling so protective, but as a mom, I think I can understand it. Even if I'm sitting here thinking, I know that doesn't make sense but I might react the same way at first. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think she'll come around. I mean, obviously like the child's like having these panic attacks and this is where her interest is. I mean, she's wanting to do these things and she's obviously really good at all of this stuff. So why not just embrace it and see where that takes you? And the fact that Maggie also mm -hmm. had these same experiences as a child I mean, she's got someone who can help her through that. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess I'm just hoping that as time goes by, she's going to be a lot more mm -hmm. receptive. Like, okay, that was my initial reaction. I was really upset, yeah. but let's really dig into this now. Yeah. So hopefully she does look more into the whole gifted thing because gifted kids who aren't identified and given you know, the resources they need tend to, they do tend to do poorly in school mm -hmm. because they're not they're not challenged yeah they're, they're not challenged and, yeah but well you know hopefully we'll see what happens with zola i hope all good things here um nothing but good things for zola she's yeah. been through everything which i was thinking it's actually just popped in my head i love it when this happens um, so Meredith is only supposed to be, or not Meredith, Ellen, I guess Ellen slash Meredith is only supposed to be in so many episodes this season. I wonder if there's going to be some sort of program for Zola, like that she has to go with her to, for this, like get, for like maybe more testing or to figure out exactly what she needs, like as far as like being gifted. So maybe that'll be what takes her away. I don't know. Possibly. Because I think they said only like nine episodes or something this season eight or nine I don't yeah, it's not very many number yeah less than half yeah but we'll see um and next week same as station 19 we've got a Halloween episode which I love 
yeah it'll be fun yeah so it took me the preview it took me right back to um when you know owen did that whole um that that whole training with uh, the interns back when you know april went insane (laughs) over trying to help all these cadets all these um dummies dragging them all over the place um all about that so it looks like they're instead of that they're going to be practicing on like cadavers mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know if we're trying to do a zombie like episode loved or... happy halloween <laughs> <laughs> so i loved it so peppy and funny but um i don't know what they're supposed to be doing with the cadavers like i couldn't completely tell because i mean they're obviously dead so you're not like trying to i, I don't know but maybe just practicing the different like surgeries and things um but i think it's gonna be fun yeah i'm loving all the in, like the intern centric episodes so like i think this it'll be good it'll be good for sure oh there's also though a person that looks like they're trying to jump mm-hmm. from the roof although in the preview mm-hmm. it didn't look like the roof was i don't they didn't look like they were they were that much higher no, than that that's why i did a little question mark there because you have everyone standing there like no 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 don't like is he just standing on top of the ambulance because if that's the case like link you're a strong guy just just catch him (laughs) don't you think i mean yeah i don't know it just seemed kind of silly but yeah you're right maybe he's not jumping it didn't seem like something it didn't seem like he was the person was too far up so i thought it was just a camera trick at first and i was like where is he but maybe so maybe it's not he's jumping maybe there's something else that they're yelling no 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 about maybe maybe he's got a gun maybe i don't know you know but he's doing something that they're all freaked out about and they want to like stop they gotta keep us guessing so So we'll We'll just have to tune in next week and find out yeah it should be good i guess that's it for both of our shows um so you know make sure to um check out all of our socials you know we do lots of fun stuff on there come check out our facebook group it's gray's anatomy or yeah gray's anatomy gray family fan club we do both station 19 and gray's anatomy stuff in there um make sure you're subscribing to our podcast do that now if you have not already um let us know your thoughts your feelings your ideas you can always leave comments um things like that and then make sure to come back for our other episodes. Um, Sunday nights are our Fox nights. So that's when we talk about 911 and the resident. Um, Tuesday nights are all things one Chicago. That's uh, we've got that. And then again on Wednesdays, um, when you're getting this, we'll be talking about Station 19 and Grey's Anatomy. So make sure to check those out and we'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fandom Family Chats or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, FamilyFanClub2021 at Wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.